Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Hey there, welcome to Uncomplicate Your Business, a weekly podcast where I share a peek behind the scenes of what it really looks like to create a successful business on your terms. Today, we're talking about having it all and why you need to create your own definition of success. Ready for more ease and less stress as an entrepreneur? Welcome to Uncomplicate Your Business, where you'll learn how you can simplify your business and amplify your results so you can work less and live more. And now, your host, MBA, award-winning business strategist and author of Your Business Sweet Spot, Rachel Cook. Hey there, Rachel Cook here, and welcome to this episode of Uncomplicate Your Business. Today, we're talking about having it all. Is there any topic that triggers working women more than the question of having it all? It's a phrase that is loaded with emotion, mostly shame, guilt, and anxiety as women attempt to not only create a successful career or business, but also be the perfect wife with the perfect children living in the Pinterest perfectly decorated home, cooking from scratch every single night while snapping carefree Instagram pics to document your perfect life. And don't forget, we've got to throw in having the perfect body too and your entire family adores signing up for every single race that comes through your town, all while you manage to effortlessly run a six or seven figure business in just a few hours a week. Because we don't have enough pressure. Am I right? So like most women growing up in the 80s and 90s, I was raised with a generation of girls who were told that we could grow up to have it all. We could go to college, break through the glass ceiling in corporate America, bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan. We could achieve anything. And so we did. More women than ever before are graduating college, scooping up master's degrees, becoming doctors, lawyers, and professionals. We have incredible women in powerful positions, sharing how we can lean in to become leaders, executives, and CEOs in our industries. And yet, despite all of the progress that women have made in the workplace over the last few decades, it's simply not enough. We're still struggling to close the wage gap. We're fighting for our rights to paid maternity leave. And we're dramatically underrepresented as CEOs, executives, and leaders in every industry. So this all explains to me why more and more of us, more and more women are breaking free from the old paradigm of climbing the corporate ladder to follow their own path into entrepreneurship. 
After all, if the rules of the game aren't working, isn't it time to just change the rules? Well, a few years ago, I had the honor of speaking to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Center for Women in Business. And afterwards, I spent nearly two hours talking with women who wanted to create their own version of success. And as I talked to these amazing women entrepreneurs from all around the U.S. in tons of industries, I realized that too often, the only of success we usually focus on is the dollar bills. While over 88% of women entrepreneurs never break the six-figure mark in their business, the honest truth is money, it's only one metric of success. And don't get me wrong, a profitable business, that is a non-negotiable for business success. Unless you're going to have an expensive hobby, the business you're running, it needs to pay the bills. But when we're focused only on the money, instead of creating a business that loves us back, we find ourselves in an abusive relationship with a business that demands 100% of our time and energy, which puts us on the fast track to burnout. And according to most research, 80% of new businesses will crash and burn in the first couple of years. So how can we set ourselves up for long-term success? You've got to start by defining what success means to you. In the nearly 12 years of working with entrepreneurs, I realized that many of us haven't stopped to sit down and define our version of success. And without spending time answering this crucial question, we set ourselves up for disappointment when someone else's version of success just doesn't fit us, our lifestyle or our family. Clarity around your definition of success is incredibly empowering. It can become a filter for decision-making, helping you to quickly assess if an opportunity is a shiny object or a gold mine. It helps you to make space for what really matters in your life. And it becomes a tool that you can use to strategically plan the trajectory of your business. So let's take a look at some of the key areas of your life and business to create your own unique definition of success. And I encourage you to head over to a rachelcook.com slash episode 27 to download the workbook I made just for you for today's episode to help you create your definition of success. So part one is your life and your lifestyle. This might sound completely backwards, but I've seen over and over again that if you don't make space for what matters most to you in your life, then you will struggle to find the space for it at all. So you should ask yourself, if you could plan an ideal regular day, what would it look like? What does a day in the life of your dreams look like every single day? Does it look like having space in your day to get in a great walk, to go to the gym, to pick up your kids from the bus? Does it look like having drinks with your girlfriends or going out salsa dancing every night? What does a regular day in the life look like for you? What about an entire ideal week? When you look at that, how much time would you spend working and how much time would you take off? This is so important. Over and over again, I'm asked, how is it that you manage to run this business in only 25 hours a week? And my answer is, I designed it that way because I wanted time in my life on a weekly basis to take care of my health, to take care of my family, to take care of my relationship with my husband, my friends. All of those things are so important for me. 
So I decided that only 25 hours a week is what I needed to create my business in. Now, what are your top three lifestyle non-negotiables? As in, you must have these in order to feel happy and fulfilled. For me, my lifestyle negotiables include, one, lots of downtime. I'm an extreme introvert. I get really overwhelmed when there's too much going on. I need transition time between work and my kids coming home. So I build in buffer time, some downtime for me to decompress. I know that my big lifestyle non-negotiable for me is time with my family. I must have that available on my calendar or else I just feel like a terrible mother and I don't feel as connected with my kids. And time with my husband. This has become something, especially as we've had kids, we realized we need more time dedicated just to us as a couple or else everything revolves around the family. So those are our top three lifestyle non-negotiables. I need some me time. I need time dedicated for my kids and time dedicated for my marriage. Now, what if you could upgrade three things in your current lifestyle in the next 90 days? What would you upgrade? This is such a great question because 90 days really makes it something you have to be able to take action on right now. It's a lot easier to get way crazy with this upgrade idea if you're looking at a year out, but you're looking at 90 days. It needs to be something you can take action on now. So for me in the next 90 days, I know I need to improve my self-care. It's starting to get a little chilly. We need to be going to the gym because I no longer am able to walk or run outside as much. Um, So for me, a big upgrade is going to be simply getting back into the gym. What top three things could you upgrade in your current lifestyle? So once you answer those questions for part one, your life and your lifestyle, think about your family and your friends. Relationships are so important to women entrepreneurs, but too often we get so wrapped up in our businesses that we struggle to have quality time with our own friends, families, and loved ones. So you have to really think about who are the most important relationships in your life right now, at least a top five. Now, if you have kids like me, you can put them all in one little bucket there. So all the kids, definitely important relationship. Husband is an important relationship. I would also say my sisters are very, very important to me. As we're getting older, we're all having kids at the same time. We've actually gotten closer, which is so great because if you could have seen us growing up, you would have known that we did not get along as teenagers. But now when we're all in our 30s, they are my best friends. So I want to make sure that I'm making time for my sisters in my life on a regular basis. My friends We have some amazing friends who we've been able to make over the last few years, especially in our new neighborhood. We have extremely close friends who we adore spending time with. Their kids are the same age as our kids. So we want to make sure we're making time for them. And other relationships that are super important coming up right now are our family, our aging grandparents. My husband and I both have aging grandparents who are in their late 80s or 90s. And we want to make sure that on a regular basis, we're making time to go see them because we don't know how much time we'll have left. We want to make sure our children know their great grandparents. So what does quality time with these people look like for you? You know, for me, when I think about this, I think about date nights with my husband. I think about having regular things going on with our kids. So whether that's doing Girl Scouts with my daughter or taking my son on a mommy and Alex trip to the library, having those special one-on-one times with my kids. 
It means making time with our friends who are local to go out for, you know, girls night out for drinks and dinner, or even just we've started having these great weekly dinners with our friends in the neighborhood, which has been so much fun. And it could also look like making dedicated time to go see family. So none of my family lives super close by. We've been this past year having these, we call them our cousin sleepovers, where my sisters show up for the weekend with their kids and we have a whole weekend of the cousin sleeping over. It's amazing that two or three of those in the past year have made all of our kids so much closer and it's given us a time to really spend that quality time together. So how often do you wanna have quality time with these people in your life? Now, this is going to be challenging. Some of them you're going to have on a weekly basis. I know that if we don't have our weekly date nights, my husband and I really start to feel disconnected. We start to feel like roommates living in the same house. So weekly date nights, essential. But for my sisters, you know, if we see each other and have some time together once a month, that's perfect. It really depends on the individual relationships, but thinking through that will help you to plan it and make it real. How often do you need those date nights or getaways with your partner. I think this is so important. If you have a significant other, it's really important that you put this into your calendar because it is so easy for it to get away from you. And how often do you need to make time for your friends? We all have different amounts of time that we will spend with all of our different friends. Some of them we will see a few times a year. Some of them we see on a nearly daily basis. Just think through who are your top relationships and how are you going to invest in those relationships. Part three is your health and well-being. Now, I'll raise my hand right here because this is the area that I often put dead last. But having a clear picture of what you'd like to experience in your health, your well-being, and your body, it is essential to making time to care for yourself. And I truly think that your success is dependent on your physical ability to show up and do all these things that you want to do. So taking care of yourself is so important. So I want you to ask yourself, are you satisfied with your current state of health and well-being? Do you have areas of your health and well-being that you need to improve upon? And here, I just want to be clear, we are not talking about you need to lose a lot of weight or you need to drop a few dress sizes. I don't care about any of that. I care about, are you healthy? Do you have energy? Do you feel good in your body? So what does a healthy body look and feel like to you? To me, I'm amazed that I feel healthier at a size 10 or 12 than I ever did as a size 4 or 6. And that's because I take time to rest now. I take time to move my body to go out on my long walks every single day. I take time to make sure I'm getting enough water and getting enough sleep. All of those things are incredibly important to having a healthy body. What would you like your self-care to look like each day, each week, each month? Now, self-care varies from person to person. For me, it's pretty simple. It's rest. It's hydration. It's having that quiet downtime and self-reflection time. It's being able to move my body on a regular basis every single day, whether it's a long walk or going on a hike with my kids or doing yoga practice in my living room. So what do you need your self-care to look like? Are you making time each day to move your body? I have to say the biggest wake up call to me was when we first got our Fitbits. I realized I was barely moving. I mean, this is a downside of working from home, right? You basically walk 10 feet from your bedroom to your office room and then you might sit there all day long. 
So getting a Fitbit helped me realize I needed to be more proactive about this. I had to make sure I was getting out there, moving my body enough just for general health. And how are you nourishing your body every single day? What are you taking in to fuel your body? Because if you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. So what do you need to do to upgrade the way that you're nourishing your body? Does it mean you need to drink more water? Does it mean you need to add a salad or a green smoothie? What does it look like to have a more health and well-being centered lifestyle? And what could you upgrade in the next 90 days? Now, part four for your definition of success is your creativity and self-expression. I know us entrepreneurs, we are creative beings. We love all the ideas. We love to learn, to grow, to try new things, to dabble with new hobbies. And truly spending time on other interests will help you to become more refreshed, more creative, and more present in your business. So what do you do for fun? that isn't your business. (laughs) What are you doing for fun that isn't your business? This was game changing for me. I am a self-proclaimed workaholic. And before I started looking at this, I would find myself just either work, 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 or kind of sitting on the sofa binge watching Netflix. So what could you do for fun that helps to reinvigorate you and get you in a creative mode, gets you thinking in a different way? What interests would you like to learn more about? Think about all those things you used to love as a kid. Is there anything that you've let go that you'd like to do again? Are there any classes you wish you could take or hobbies that you'd like to pursue? Maybe you love to dance as a kid. Go sign up for a dance class. Maybe you've always been interested in photography, but you've never made time for it. Go check out your local, you know, we have a local visual arts center that is always offering classes on beginner photography. Go find something different outside of the scope of your business and go have some fun with it. It will help you bring a whole new fresh perspective to your business. And part five is your personal growth and spirituality. So when you're investing energy into filling your own love tank, you will feel more grounded and more empowered each and every day in your life and business. So you really need to think through, you know, how much quiet time Do you need each day to sit with your thoughts? This depends again from person to person, but I've seen over and over again, no matter how introverted or extroverted you are, having some quiet time to sit with your thoughts will make such a huge impact on how much more present you can be and how much more focused you are in your work. What mindfulness practices would you like to cultivate? Now, this could be meditation, it could be journaling, it could be a yoga practice. What types of practices would you like to bring into your life that would help you to fuel that personal self-growth, that personal love tank? What are your favorite uplifting books and blogs to read? So we're not talking right now, guys, about business books. I know if you're anything like me, your Kindle is full of the latest business book. But what are you reading just to fuel your energy, just for your own personal growth that's not about business? What are your favorite sources of inspiration? And what helps you to stay inspired and focused in your life and in your business? Is it going to church? Is it going to a meditation class? Is it being around other inspiring people? What is it that you need to stay inspired and focused in your life and business? 
And how often do you need to feed your soul and your spirit each week? I know that when I started establishing more of a morning practice where I would wake up an hour before the rest of my family simply so that I could have some quiet time, I could sit with my cup of coffee and journal for a while, I could have a short meditation and then a short yoga practice, it completely transformed how I showed up the rest of the day, how I showed up for my family, how I showed up for my kids, how I showed up for my clients and my community. So how often do you need to feed your soul and your spirit each and every week? Again, I have a download for you at rachelcook.com slash episode 27 to walk you through all five questions here, all five areas of your life to help you create your own unique definition of success. And when you complete that worksheet that I've created for you, what you will have is a snapshot of what success truly looks like to you. And the best part about that is now you have something that you can use as a decision-making tool. When you look at your business, when you look at big decisions on the horizon, you now can look at those those big ideas, those big projects you want to pursue and say, is this going to get me closer to my definition of success or is it going to take me away from it? And if it's going to take you away from it, is it just a short taking you away from it? As in, there's a new program you want to develop and it's going to take you a couple of months to go through the creation and launching process and then it'll be back to normal? Or is it something that could dramatically alter all of these different areas of your life and take you away from your definition of success? I can't wait to hear from you. How does this land? How does this feel knowing that you can create your own definition of success and what it truly looks like to you to have it all? Make sure you download today's bonus worksheet on having it all at rachelcook.com slash episode 27. If you're loving the Uncomplicate Your Business podcast, it would mean so much if you would rate and review the podcast on iTunes. When you do, it helps me to reach and serve more amazing entrepreneurs like yourself who are ready to work less and live more. You can learn more about how you can uncomplicate your business, including show notes and bonus resources just for podcast listeners. Plus, courses and consulting where I help women business owners create success on their terms at rachelcook.com. Thanks again for being here. I can't wait to connect with you again for next week's episode of Uncomplicate Your Business. Talk soon.